Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Man. Shit is crazy, y'all. find a new job. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. On today's episode, we continue our interview. We're doing part two of our managing partner, Jason Raymond. Take a listen to our interview already in progress. Uh, so business side of the restaurant, right? Um, I love I love Monopoly. I said I love board games. Right? <laughs> We're going to go into business together, but I'm saying, hey, man, I, I, you're you're the man, okay? Pick me out a spot on the Monopoly board where you would set up our next restaurant. Where would it be? What set of properties? What color? Are you going to the purples? <laughs> he looks like a green guy to me. He looks like he's in that area of the board. The yeah. green and the... Uh, Is that, that the Marvin Gardens? No, like, like, what's the that? Green, Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, like Pennsylvania Ave. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a great question, man. I don't know, because I'm torn between taking the railroads and having kind of like... Uh, All around the board, yeah. Yeah, a little the bit around Railroads bank town. consistently. They do. I see where you are. Or, or utilities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where I'd like to get to someday. Right? <laughs> yeah, just collecting taxes. Yeah, energy, baby. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got to get into politics for that. Right. Yeah, that's, okay, so that's just let's, not let's, my let's thing. Let's go around the board. So um, the the first set, the purples are the, the black purple. Baltics. And yeah, the, the Baltic and yeah. yeah the, the, the that's cheap early. Yeah. The cheap stuff. You going there or are you skipping it? So here's, yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think, you know, we're this far along and we've spent a lot of money on our restaurants. Um, I think that going forward, it would be great just to have people to kind of pay you or have the least amount of, of initial investment possible opening mm-hmm. the next restaurant. Mm-hmm. We do not want to go into debt, and we are debt-free as a company. We paid off our restaurants, and we don't owe anything, which is why we're – and we have survived because of that. So having the lowest investment, initial investment possible, I think that's the key. Gotcha. So going forward, for us anyways. Yeah. You know, so. So we're skipping the boardwalk. Too much high rent, too much risk. Yeah. Now that is an impulse buy. I feel like <laughs> walking impulse plays are impulse for sure. And that's why that's why I said he looked like a green, like the green red area, like yeah. around just past free park, uh, free parking yeah, on that yeah. side of that board. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because you know, and then you're like, okay, well, these restaurants are really taking off, and somebody wants to take it nationwide and give you a whole bunch of capital, and mm-hmm. then you're like, see dollar signs, you're like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Boardwalk. You know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, we've, yeah, I, I do like the, the smallest initial investment possible. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I have, um, 
I have an Instagram uh, conversation with uh, with a, a follower or her friend, I should say. Uh, I think his name's Troy in California. And we debate back and forth, and I'd like to know your your thoughts on on tipping, right? Uh, the culture in this country, anyway, is that the you know the guests pay a portion of the of the check. What what is the possibility, or what are the challenges to going away from that and going to a salaried? What what are we not seeing from the business end of it? Yeah, I and I know exactly what conversation you're talking about because I remember listening to it on the podcast, um, and I definitely agree with you, Danny, on your. On your philosophy that the salary thing, and you mentioned Danny Meyer, he actually has, has gone back on that since then. Okay. So I think he went back on that maybe three or four months ago. Uh, I know people that have worked for that company personally, and they're obviously great restaurants. And Danny Meyer is a, he's an icon in our business. In the front of the house, we don't have a lot of people that we consider like a hero or somebody to look up to. There's all chefs, um, but he is really that that guy, you know, you referenced Setting the Table, which is a great book mm-hmm. by him. Um, well, you re- recommended it to me. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you read it then. <laughs> so, but I, the salary thing, you know, they've been doing that in Europe for years. And I don't think it's a, first of all, as a, as a business perspective, I don't know how you transition. And he, and Danny Meyer has tried to transition to the salary thing, but it's a shock to the guest. And I also know guests who have went into that restaurant since he did that. You look at the, you have to up the menu prices 20%. So now it's sticker shock, regardless of whether you have to, you're thinking about, okay, I don't have to tip. It's still the sticker shock on the menu. You see it now instead of paying, you know, 30% or $30 for an entree, you're paying, what is that, 36? So everything just goes up pretty substantially. And then and then the guy I know that, that frequents those restaurants a lot that comes in the seed, he still gives a tip because he just feels bad. He's mm-hmm. like, I've been I've been these guys have been waiting on me for years and now all of a sudden I'm just not gonna give them money when I leave and I'm gonna you know, I So 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 you're saying societally it's so ingrained in our culture it'd be, you know, really prohibitive to try to, you know, push back against that. Yeah, and I, and it comes down to job performance too, and I really okay. feel like that's I I God I just I understand both sides of of the argument, and I understand why, and I understand that people in the back of the house do not make as much money as people in the front of the house. Um, God, but there it, there's a reason why they want to be in the back of the house, and then there's a reason why the front of the house people want to be in the front, and there there is no easier way. I mean, we deal with the public in the front. Is that harder sometimes? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Getting hammered on the grill when you have 30 tickets, is that harder sometimes? Yeah, They're absolutely. each challenging in their its own way. From a person that I've done both, and uh, I know it's been a while since I've done both, There's, it's not like a, um, a performance reason. It's just where some people want to take their talents. Absolutely. You know? It's where some people feel, find their comfort zone because at the time when I was in the kitchen, I wanted nothing to do with people. Right. I kind of still don't. <laughs> it's right. uh, it's amazing to me that I'm I'm in the position that I'm in. But um, some people would rather just. I have a friend, and he says, "I don't want any part of any business. I'm a worker. I just want to work." And that's what I feel like. You know, like with it's like with sales. My you know my my dad is is an engineer and been an engineer his whole life, and he you know he ran buildings and stuff. And as he got older, he got into sales. He makes more money in sales than he's ever made in his life. But he was a worker his whole life. And he understood, you know what I mean, 
So when he got into sales, he understood both ends of the spectrum. So he did very well in sales because of that. Mm-hmm. But like he's saying, like Marlon's saying, you know, I, you know, he rather not deal with the people, but he has an understanding of the people because he's a person. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's where I kind of like you're gonna make more in sales. That you know that in any kind of business. But there's also those people that are your backbone of your of your business, your restaurant, or any business in the world that they don't make as much money, but they're happy with their job. And that's kind of how we are. I feel like we're, we're the sales end of our business. So yes, we make more money than the back, but we don't make as much as other people that are higher up in the chain. I mean, we've we've touched upon this on different conversations. I find, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, in any restaurant or let's say a front of house staff or restaurant staff, you can you cannot function as a restaurant with everyone being a chief. Exactly. Like it's it 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 will not work. It cannot work. Chiefs don't work well with other chiefs. There may be a couple other chiefs, but then you need the Indians too. You know, you need the the the. There's going to be an, I don't want to call it nebulous, but there is going to be a combination of not only personalities, abilities, and desires. Like the people that we used to say when people would, um, when we work together, and let's say we get slammed, right? There are people that, oh my God, I can't believe you double sat me, you know? And then we're like, oh man. I'll take it. (laughs) Bring it on. You know? Because... You know that there's just a couple of critical steps that you need to do in the beginning and you get, you know, some help to make sure that, especially in the front end, that A, they're, they're greeted in, yeah. a, in a super reasonable amount of time and they have something in front of them and someone else can, you know, get you those things yeah. while you're Water, anything small, just so they feel like they, they've been noticed, you know, most of the time. And then you have the ability to come and drop your spiel across the board and you do it you do it you know rhythmically almost you 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 saw that that table got some water so you're already talking this table you're kind of moving across and you follow your section accordingly yeah it's the difference between doing a a hundred piece puzzle and a and a 500 piece puzzle absolutely it's still the same it's still the same mechanics Mm -hmm. but if you like to do the edges do the edges but it's just maybe a little bit more edges but you find some people to do the edges with Actually, you and then yeah. you fill in the rest of the picture. Exactly. And you're okay. But some people, when you turn that box over, they go, oh my God. <laughs> you know, they go into tunnel right. it's busy. When it's, it's, it shouldn't be that way, but it is what it is. Yeah, and you just need a couple people to help you turn the mm-hmm. face, the, the puzzle pieces up and then walk away and you're good to go. Well, that's when that teamwork aspect really comes into play. You know, are you a rest? Because you all know those restaurants out there too where you walk in and there's that one server that just banks and doesn't care about anybody else in that restaurant. You know, I'm like, I'm not saying you're working them, but I'm saying we all know those places. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I've been in those places mm-hmm. where you got that one, you know, girl or guy that banks and every- I, I call them, uh, they're all offense. And I used to tell Marlon that all the time. I said, you know, the people that can come in, they make their money and then they don't want to do any side with it. You know what I mean? I, I said, they, they, they can play offense. Exactly. They don't do any defense. I go, this is a game. You know, you got to be able to be on both sides of the coin. Right. I think those, those types of people are enabled by the restaurant itself. True. You absolutely. Know, they, they allow them to exist and thrive where you know they need reining in just as much as other people need building up right and and that creates drama and you know one of the main things in our in what we do in our business is you know we talked about the performance and how important that is i mean you are on a scale the scale for me is drama versus performance Mm -hmm. and they are an equal they're equal to me Mm -hmm. if you're a drama if you start hiking up the drama side um that is now um you're on the radar 
and that is not a good place to be in a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, so your performance starts not mattering as much if you're adding the drama to the restaurant. Mm. So it's, you know, it's just super simple. So if, yeah, if you're the person that's doing that and not doing their side work at the end of the night, yeah, I mean, I'll hear about it from four people the next day, and then it's my job at that point to hold them accountable immediately. Okay. So, so we don't let that go, you know? So it generally doesn't happen. I mean, our side work, again, to set up the restaurant takes 20 minutes from everybody. And I'm more talking, I'm not talking about opening club. I'm talking like, you know, that, that running side work, which keeps you flowing throughout. And right. there, there's yeah, those players gotcha. that, you know, like, they, yeah, they'll do their job. Oh, I'm not okay. talking about Okay, leaving. I see what you're saying. Like, I'm talking about like, you know, like when, when, when at our old restaurant, with your old restaurant, when you have a running side work, it needs to be done by those people. So if two people are doing the same side work and I'm doing it all by myself... I'm doing your job while you're making money. That's not sure. fair. You know, I, I, I need saying. you to be on the same page as me while we're, and we can make money together. Right. Yeah. They take that last ice cube out of the bin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and their job's to fill ice in the glass. Like, See you, you later. <laughs> yeah. And then they come back and the magic ice fairy came yeah. and filled it back up again. <laughs> me. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> their name is Danny. <laughs> exactly. I see what you're saying. Well, that, that is a situation where you need to me anyway, I could be wrong, but I take it as my responsibility to, to get on people. Oh, no, and they should be, and there I, should be accountability. If you need help, that's fine. But if you're always the person, I get in your face and I said, yeah, I say, what's your side work? Yeah. And if you say, uh, <laughs> I say exactly. Exactly. And if you know what your side work is and you're not doing it, it's just as bad. And I call you out on it. And when you say, well, I have tables and I say, we all have tables. Yes. And I've had that conversation over the years with multiple yeah, people. Yeah, without mean, a doubt. And you do have to call them out. And there's nothing wrong with it. And like you said, accountability. It's, yeah, it's it's a little confrontational, but it's about awareness. If they know that they're they're seen, yeah. that's all that mission accomplished. And I was going to ask you, it was funny because when we were talking about teamwork, I wanted to ask you, like, how what what kind of team are we talking about? Are we talking like straight, like us doing, me doing all the side work and you, and you still getting your praise? Or do you give like like the teamwork where it's you have to be a part of that whole core as... You are accountable for what you're accountable for and everything and the system works as a whole. You know what I mean? Like I'm not if I'm if I'm on an offensive line, I'm blocking. That's my job. The quarterback's job is to get that ball to that receiver. You know, like so as long as you know what your position is, is it that's what I was wondering. I was I was gonna ask you when you first talked about it. I was like I think what you're trying to say is yes, the get out two my philosophies. <laughs> the two philosophies of um there's some restaurants that teamwork is everybody do everything, and there are other philosophies of each individual knowing what their their purpose and job is and doing that so yeah i mean so that's a that is that is a tough balance but i feel like so i feel like it's our responsibility to be the architect of the restaurant knowing mm -hmm. exactly who's working those shifts and how to whether it's what sections they're in where they're at you know i i know I know people's strengths. I know if they're closer to the bar, then they're going to be able to handle more tables. I know that if, uh, I mean, we have this one guy that's been with us since the beginning. He he is always kind of by the expo line, and the guy runs food like crazy, which is mm -hmm. obviously not something that people really like to do. Mm -hmm. But you don't have an option. So, um, but yeah, as far as everybody working together, I feel like everybody should do everything. Uh, no, and, and the ability to know how to do everything, I, I agree with yeah. 150%. Okay. I was just more asking, like, is there accountability? Like, like you said, like your guy that runs food, he does it because he he's that's what he's good at. You know what I mean? And they're the people that by the bar that makes sense. See, so you 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 follow on their strengths and their weaknesses, and you make sure your place runs accordingly to that. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, so if there's, if, if somebody takes the last of the Iceman and they see me coming toward them, they will look up in the corner of their eye and see me coming and then just gracefully go get the ice bucket. <laughs> yeah. So because they know 100% that I'm going to walk by and call that person out on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and unfortunately, line level employees will sometimes try to get away with things. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how, what kind of a restaurant you're in. It doesn't matter if you're in the someplace like the Four Seasons or there's always those people. Oh, you know? always. And they, they don't, you know, and, and a lot of people like, we have core values in our com- in our company, and we have um, one of them is called "Stay Hungry," you know, which is like it's self motivated and diligent. So, like, and what are you doing to to? I don't feel like staying hungry means that you need to be a manager or want to be a manager in our company. It means that you come in every day and you have to kill it when you're there every day and stay focused. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's what that's what hungry is. So, yeah, my job is to keep you on that focus line. Yeah. So, and really, in the end, you think about a server, you know, like. In most places, from five to six, you're doing nothing. I mean, you come in at three thirty, do side work, whatever you line up. But how many of those hours are you busy and really have to focus? Exactly. It really comes down to like two or three hours. So my expectations of you to be able to do that for two or three hours is really high, because you're making a ridiculous amount of money. You know, two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks in a three hour shift, mm-hmm. basically, where you have to focus. That's a lot of dough. Most yeah. of our servers make anywhere between thirty five and forty bucks an hour. So you know, and that brings me to do another thing, which I don't know if you're going to talk about, but you know, when you talk about tips and salaries and that, <clears throat> that's one thing. On the other spectrum is the minimum wage that uh, that people talk about in places like New York City, where they're paying, they have to pay their servers. I think it's 15 bucks an hour. That's crazy. Yeah, even in Buffalo, I think it's 11 or it was 12, and they moved it back to 11 because so many businesses were closing. Mm. But you know, I think about our restaurant. You know, we pay two thirteen an hour. Yeah. You know, and the argument is, you know, they don't make a livable wage. Well, I'm like, well, they average 35 to 40 bucks an hour. <laughs> so they do. But so you think about that in the restaurant. And if that comes to Atlanta, where even where we would have to, to pay out like 725 an hour for mm-hmm. a minimum for a server, for every dollar more that we pay, that's $2,000 more for every employee. Mm-hmm. That is that is catastrophic to our business. Mm-hmm. Like We could never do that. Yeah. So we can't move to 10 or $15 an hour. I just, you know, I mean, the guys in the back of the house generally all make that anyway. So that's, I'm not worried about that. But if you're telling me that a server has to make that much mm-hmm. per hour, I'm like, that's just not, I mean, then, then we would be forced to do, to take away things like tipping, call it a service charge, and then spread it amongst everybody. Yeah. And then everybody makes less money. Yeah. Because yeah. we biggest, can't pay yeah, it. Exactly. You know, I'm like, we can, again, we're a small business. You know, we're very fortunate that we make, generally a higher percentage than most places, but that took years of work to get those costs in line and to do all those things right. Yeah. So, you know, like when things like Obamacare came into play for us, I mean, that took a huge hit off our bottom line. We like the idea of everybody having health insurance. And like, even if it went away completely, we would never yank that out from under everybody because that's not the kind of place that we are. Yeah. But as a small business, there's always things that are, that are tearing you down, you mm-hmm. know, like, the amount of taxes you pay and it just you know there's this right now during the pandemic one of our biggest statements is uh and things that we say is it costs a lot more money to make less money you know <laughs> yeah. like, because it does i mean we've been paying a fortune and mm. all this stuff that we have to do and you know but we we see the value in it but you know we're spending 10 15 20 000 on these plexiglass barriers that we have which are working and they're awesome but 
you know, when this thing is all over, which who knows when that's going to be. What are we going to do with these things? Are we yeah, going to exactly. go straight office space on them in the back? Or, I mean, like, what are we going to do with them? So, Wrap them up till the next uh, till pandemic. The next pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I got to store it. Now I got to do it. Exactly. God, I hope not. Yeah, storage places are going to boom. Yeah, they already are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are going to be the new windows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what other, um, I mean... We didn't really touch upon uh, some COVID things. What have the the COVID restrictions forced you to adapt to besides the uh, plexiglass stuff? Uh, yeah, the masks and gloves. I mean, besides the obvious things like that, um, just so, social. Di- I heard you guys talking about it the other day mm-hmm. um, on the on the your podcast, um, and just kind of like the confusion of what it is to have the capacity rules, and and I think in Florida it's actually a uh, like a municipality county to county thing Mm -hmm. um so like because we went to rosemary beach a few weeks ago to go on vacation and the day before we got there they lifted all restrictions so and when we got there that must have been weird it was crazy i mean (laughs) so we we were at this hotel we got there about three o'clock walked across the street to this restaurant we know which is really small um we walk in and there's there's no no employees are wearing masks or gloves um there's no distancing all the tables and chairs are back I order a Corona. The guy with no glove on cuts the line, puts it on top of my drink, and that was. And I'm like, okay. So the first thing I did was I took my finger and I flicked the lime off. <laughs> you know, and in the end, like, yeah, I, even myself, I feel like, is that too much? Like, should I be flicking it off or care that much? In the end, I don't want this thing. I don't care if I get have symptoms or not. I just don't want to get it. Yeah, you it's know, too much too soon. Exactly. So it was very shocking when I walked in there. So we got the drink and we walked out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me being elbow to elbow with the person next to me, like I'm just not ready for that yet. So, but I know down here it's not quite the same um, capacity rules. And that the confusion between what capacity rules means and how many people you can have in your restaurant. So they in Georgia, they lifted all capacity restrictions. Mm-hmm. However, you still have to be six feet apart. So, yeah. So for us, that literally gave us no more tables whatsoever. (laughs) That's exactly what I was telling. That's exactly what happened here. We were allowed to have up to 50 to 100 percent, but you still have the social distance. So you can have a full capacity, like you're saying. But if you don't have the social distancing, then you obviously you can't have full capacity. Exactly. Yeah. So it it doesn't make sense. So they make these laws. You know, I mean, Georgia will never shut down um, because Kemp will never shut the state down again, which Mm -hmm. which is great for us. And I, I do feel like if you're an adult. I understand both sides, but I understand if you're an adult, you should be able to make a decision Absolutely. to go out or not. And as a small business, like we we can't even being in no debt. If we shut down again, we will not make it. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost a million dollars per restaurant so far this year. Like we'll, we're not going to get that's, that money back. That's yeah. real money. Too. You know? That's, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. that's one million out of five million gone that we usually, you know, pull in for a year. Yeah. So yeah, the capacity restrictions. So yeah, we have we've we have the advantage that we have a patio, and it hasn't been raining like it like it is here, which is crazy, by the way. The it amount of rain that comes down here now, oh, good god. It's crazy. But so we we were allowed by our, our the plaza that we're in to put tables outside the restaurant. So we're probably at somewhere between seventy and seventy five percent of our capacity that we had pre COVID now. Mm. So that helps. But the patio is a whole nother situation because now we have 90% of our reservations asking for the patio and just tr- and try to explain to somebody how the reservation system works and why they go out there and they can't, you know, they made a reservation same day, but they can't get on the patio 
and the you know why they're all empty tables at six o'clock but they can't sit in one of them because we have reservations mm -hmm. try explaining that to somebody that has no idea about the restaurant business and you will see the glaze go over their eyes <laughs> they get time. really upset and then they walk out which we're not used to in our restaurant all we want to do our existence is to make people happy yeah that's all we want to do you know i'm not holding a table back because I just feel like it. You yeah. know what? I don't really want your money today. <laughs> you know? No, we're good. I think we're good. We're, uh, yeah, we're, I, I just stopped doing this all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, we want to keep that table. <laughs> yeah, we made enough money today. Just go home. Yeah, I'm like, you know. kind of busy. We're good. We're, we're done. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> keep those tables the way I'm they going are. Off. I, yeah, I take that, that favorite server mentality, the one that walks in the door and is like, God, I just can't pay rent this month and I have no money for groceries. And then I go, I'm going to cut somebody in the same server. He goes, oh, okay, I'll go. <laughs> I love I love that server. That's what we do. <laughs> are, are you saying we as in you guys? Uh, no, actually, I stay. As a, as a, no, I stay. I, I right. But, but I know I you guys those people that do that because I'm, I'm okay. Exactly. <laughs> I say we because we as servers are barely ever happy. You know, it's either dead or too busy in, in the same breath you know <laughs> there's no middle ground for half there's no there's so many of us yeah you know, we're a nation of complainers well, just go to buffalo new york at any time of the year and you'll hear that about the weather you know? freeze for six months and then it's, it's 80 degrees and people are like it's too hot yeah okay well you got three days of this left so better better <laughs> enjoy it go put your jacket back on yeah you can put it back on early exactly <laughs> if you wrote a book titled things i did not expect when i uh started uh, partnering in a restaurant, what would the first chapter be? Holy cow, that is a great question. Again, my mind just exploded and head blew off my shoulders. <laughs> um, holy cow. That would have been a great question to ponder ahead of time there, Marlon. I, I usually <clears throat> don't pre to prepare my guests. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Well, things well, I did I mean, not what, expect. What's a surprise for you Looking back, you know, you may have you may have gone into it thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to conquer the world or maybe, you know, this or this. And then now, basically, what advice would you give to somebody that's going to, you know, have that restaurant dream of saying, hey, I want to open up a place on Baltic Avenue? Yeah, I mean, well, I have one thing I, I don't I definitely don't want to uh, say what I said earlier, but I think it's important that there is no glory in this business. If you got in this business to be in the spotlight of some kind and think that, you know, you're just going to be up on some pedestal, it's just not the case. There is no ivory tower. I mean, I'm still busting tables in the restaurant every day. Mm -hmm. um, I still have masks and gloves on running food at tables. There's, you're not above anything. So, so and, and, I, and this is an important point, too, of something I used to think, um, you know, maybe like 15 years ago, I thought to myself, I can't wait to not be not have to go to a table and ask them how their food is anymore. And then I really grew up quickly in that and thinking that that is all that matters yeah. is how, what they think about their experience and their food. So of course I want to be the one that's asking them that because I want to know. Yeah. So that was such a, a very naive and, and somebody that really wasn't a, uh, like a partner in a restaurant. That was something to think. But as you take over that role, you can talk to people all you want about, you know, think like an owner, you know, but, unless it's you're really you're really in that position it's really hard to do that so growing up growing up in this business i mean i realized that uh 
when we first started, I was probably kind of harsh on people, kind of acting as the bodyguard in, of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like maybe like liquor reps or whatever, we were expecting a lot out of people and I wouldn't take no for an answer. So so since then, I've kind of done almost like a mini apology tour to those people because I felt bad for, you know, and I've explained the reason why, but that's no excuse. I was just trying to protect the restaurant and the investment and we couldn't fail. And I felt like people that got in that way of that, that, um, that I needed to like push through and just be and be the strong arm guy for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And the same thing with the staff. I mean, we were we were pretty hardcore. You know, if like if you weren't doing what we said to do, then then you weren't going to be a part of our company for very long. Mm-hmm. But so it's for me, you know, be nice comes into it. I think that would be chapter two. There is no glory in this business, and be nice. Be nice. Okay. You know? That's actually a slogan of a, of a restaurant down here. Yeah. Oh, it or is? Or a restaurant group down here. Yeah, and I find myself saying that, actually. Um, it's amazing what you can say to guests now. I'm not a kiss-ass by nature. I don't know how to fake smile at somebody. It's just never been something that I'm good at or I want to do because it's, like, soul-sucking for me. No, it's so- <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> and then walk away. Like the girl from waiting that walks in the back, you know, and comes yeah. out with the smile. With the face. smile, yeah. yeah. What's your, yeah. I don't have that. I, I everything's on my face. I don't have that gift either. Yeah. No, but and, and now with having a mask on, it's like even worse because my eyes don't change either. My forehead never wrinkles, so I have zero expression. You know, being level-headed in this business—that's another chapter. There you go. Be level-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important too because you know you don't want to get excited in either direction necessarily because you don't want to send a shockwave when things are going bad through the through the dining room. If you're panicking, the servers are panicking, the guests see it, and then the guests start panicking and wondering what the hell is going on. Mm. Um, but, and I completely, I think at this point, lost my first point because I just went on a tangent and now I'm lost. It's all good. <laughs> so bring him back. Oh. <laughs> it's your fault, Marlon. You, you it usually is. It's okay, though. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> How's your crab cake? <laughs> well, it's not Maryland. It's says Maryland style, which I know you guys would never recommend to order. Are you guys from Maryland? Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Don't, don't order it. Then. Don't even try it. Right? You guys are going to think it sucks. Uh, I, I had that on Saturday, and I thought of you, and I was like, mm, I can't do that. But yeah. I did direct her. Uh, she appreciated it, though. I answered it my way. Nice. We do have a great crab cake, by the way, but we do it as a special once in a while. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't have a crab cake all the time? No. Okay. okay. No. Mm. Usually specials are good. Yeah. 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 I, can, yeah, I dig that. Yeah. You got to jump on it once in a while. Mm-hmm. So animals in restaurants. Mm. I'm mm. a no-go on the animals in restaurants. However. Yeah. My kind of guy. See, that's my guy right there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but... <laughs> They're, they're, uh, man, we, we've had a couple instances in the past couple months, especially where, um, uh, let me preface this by saying that I think when we first reopened in most restaurants, people came in to support you and they were very like forgiving and very happy to be there. And thank you guys so much. I'm not saying all of them, but some of those guests are over that shit. They mm-hmm. are not, they don't, they are back to the guests, you mm-hmm. know, and like the expectations are high. So, I feel like they they feel like they can get away with more now. So we have guests that like in our restaurant. And again, our restaurant is not like this. Like you just don't walk in with a dog, mm-hmm. you know, and expect without who do. in my mind. I'm like, if I had a dog bring, bringing it into the restaurant, I would call ahead because that's like a special thing happening. Like, hey, do you guys accept 
dogs in the restaurant or on the patio or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, and no, we don't. I mean, well, we've had, we had a lady walk in and just open her purse and then here comes the dog pop out and start barking, mm. you know? And, and so like I went up to that table and just said, you know, we, we can't have dogs in the restaurant. And then she, she snapped back with, well, you should be lucky that we're here because we're supporting you now. And I'm like, okay, but that's not the point. I'm like, you just can't have a dog in the restaurant. It's not sanitary. And then here comes the, the, I have a, uh, what is that called? The service animal. Service animal, service yeah. animal thing. Okay. So first Unless of all, if you, you're blind. Okay. <laughs> it's right. not a real, yeah. But you, you can't been question. Doing this for years. <laughs> right, absolutely. The problem is you can't legally question it. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know how it is here, but that's how it is it's in Georgia. Same. It's, it's the same. Yeah. If you if it's a true service dog, then that's the first thing that you would give me. You would yeah. pull it out. Then she was looking through her phone and scrolling up and scrolling up and looking for this thing. I'm just like, it's not a service dog, uh, and I know this. So it's they, something you got online, honey. You printed it out. And you left it on your phone. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know. I, I did tell them that they did, like, you just can't have a dog inside the restaurant. So regardless of what she said, and I know it's not technically legal or whatever for me to do that, but I she wasn't telling the truth, and she wasn't going to pull it out. We have a legitimate woman that comes in that is a quadriplegic that does have a service dog that comes in with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and she comes in, you know, every week. Mm-hmm. So sometimes two days a week. So I understand that. And the dog is a service dog. The dog doesn't bark. Service dogs are trained Trained. to be great in the restaurant. She literally lays behind the wheelchair and stays there and does not move. And Mm -hmm. nobody's questioning. There's no question. There's no question. So, you know, and dogs on the patio, same thing. They're like, oh, it's on a patio. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't want an animal, like, like going to the bathroom on the patio by accident. You know, it's just not. And and I, I do tell people that we... You know, we had an incident where a dog was like, what, bit another guest, you know. I still let them know. So that kind of like silences them immediately. That's the reason why we don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to your restaurant. What are the three courses that uh, that I would have to have? Oh, so if you came in for, oh, God, that's such a loaded question. Um I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but I feel like our servers and bartenders and people that work in a restaurant, what they want to happen, if you're a first time guest, and we have a list of things that I would tell people definitely have, which I'll go over, but um, we want the guest to hand the menu back and be like, you pick it, you bring it, you bring out whatever you think is best for our first time. I like, see, yeah, that's quality. And then they give they give you that, that freedom, that reign to kind of, I mean, you got to check with allergies and stuff like that, but yes, right. I've definitely had people and then they thank you at the end and that was a great experience. Actually, right. I go see a friend who's a bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually been on the show. Mm-hmm. And every time I go into his place, um, I have never ordered a drink. He just looks, he goes, what are you arguing? I said, you, you decide what I want. <laughs> right, if you want that experience. Yes. Yeah. I usually will pick out an appetizer. And if I'm unfamiliar with the uh, restaurant, I will do that. Sometimes I'll say, okay, no mushrooms. I'm in the mood for seafood. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take what you recommend and yeah. Know. And that's awesome because we, you know, we know the restaurant better than you do. So, yeah. and I feel like, you know, and it's not just what's popular. It's what we know is good. And we're, you know, I'm lucky to have a, uh, restaurant and uh, chef Doug and like, he's the, one of the most talented chefs I've ever worked for. And all the food is good. It's really one of those places where whatever you want to eat, that is, if it's going to be chicken or fish or whatever, it's going to be amazing. Um, but if you walk in a restaurant for the first time, I always, the shrimp sambal, 
okay. is a dish that you definitely have to have. Sounds uh, spicy. It's a little spicy. <laughs> yeah. So I and I explain to people like on a scale of one to ten. For me, it's like a five. Okay. It so. comes with pickled cucumbers, which cools it off a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a sauce called sambal olek, which is a, like an Indonesian chili sauce. Mm-hmm. So it does have a little heat to it for sure. But I eat sriracha and Frank's hot sauce by the pound. <laughs> so that does not scare me. Um, our pimento cheese crostinis. And is the shrimp, is it like a cocktail or is it? Uh... Oh, no, we flash fry it. I thought it was like a Flash fry and rice flour. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I like it. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, man, you guys got to come to the restaurants. Yeah, for sure. Go and then nuts. what about our, uh, our entree? So that's an easy one for me because I order it every time I go in there. Also, um, it's our chicken schnitzel. So it's a uh, it's a piece of chicken that's um, we pound it out and then we bread it in panko breadcrumbs. Uh, you put it on the plate uh, in this like huge pool of miso mustard, which is like a sauce that you could literally put on your laptop and take a bite out of it. Like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> then we top it with uh, arugula and some oven-dried tomatoes. Um, and then we toss the arugula in a white balsamic. So it's a dish where it's got everything you want. So mm. it's got, as you cut through it and cut down, it's got the savory portion. It, it cuts through the acid from the white balsamic, cuts through the chicken, and then goes to the miso mustard. Um, Alton Brown, which um, he used to come in all the time because he lived in the area, the, mm-hmm. the Food, Food Network, Network chef. Yeah. So he orders that every time he comes in. And uh, he actually took his own cookbook off the shelf and then uh, signed it and said the chicken schnitzel rocks. That's awesome. And then every time he came in, I mean, he's one of those guys where you don't know how to react when he comes in, cause he, but he's in the industry. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the guy that jumps out of the way when you're going to the bathroom and you're passing him in the hallway. He thanks all the chefs before he leaves. That's cool. So he gets a lot of respect from us and, and people in this industry, but, but that's what he always orders. I have a theory that panko is made by aliens. <laughs> It's it's like All how right. does it stay crispy? It's like breadcrumbs that just never get crispy. I mean, never get soggy. <laughs> Aliens. It's gotta be. <laughs> That's the only explanation, you weirdo. <laughs> the unexplained. It's aliens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. making money with that panko. Right. Yeah, that's uh, the first chapter of the book that I would uh, say. Marlin's things I would never hear come out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And for dessert? Uh, so we won a lot of awards for this one. It's actually a Chef Doug dessert, which he is not a pastry chef, and he'll be the first person to tell you. Okay. But it's our uh, chocolate peanut butter covered parfait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we also have a Trace Leches, which is pretty. No, that's fine. The, that's what I order the, when the, I go in. The Trace Leches? Yeah. And okay, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about the chocolate. Okay. So it's chocolate peanut butter parfait. Um, it's got like this chocolate ganache shell on it. And then uh, we use a caramelized banana ice cream with a peanut brittle. Yeah. It's really good. It's it's like it looks small, and but it's super rich. It reminds me of like uh, a really good uh snickers ice cream oh that sounds bar. fantastic yeah, remember those things style, right? yeah. yeah you love that so ah. but yeah but the trace leches is my personal okay. favorite um 
we give that out if you come in for an anniversary or a birthday. That's what you get. Uh, we send it out to the table for you. Mm. But it, that all trace leches also falls under the category of the guests sometimes not knowing how to say it and making it even fancier than it is. <laughs> we have this one guest that comes in and calls it the tray lache. Oh, I love it. I, I, I love think it. that. Yeah. So yeah. That's so I'm gonna say yeah. Tray <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I'm like okay. Well. So that's what we say. Like, here's your trailer shit. Yeah, it's I like it that way. Yeah, yeah like that, sounds, that sounds very uh, sexy. It does. I can see a, a hot girl with you know, <laughs> kind of just letting it flow. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and French say, accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna bring up one more thing that I disagree with you guys on. <laughs> Get yeah. it out, man. Get it All out. Right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I have a little bit of a disagreement on you guys because I've heard you talk about it on multiple episodes, but it's your philosophy. I think more yours specifically mm -hmm. than Danny's, but your philosophy on people visiting for their birthdays. Okay. So I know that you are not a fan. Of no, no, no. Okay. So let's let's parse this out now. Uh, I believe restaurants are a an occasion. Are essential, yes. For are an occasion birthday. thing. So uh, I have nothing against visiting on your birthday. So what what are we disagreeing on? Well, I just I've heard you say multiple times, I think the quote is congratulations, it's your birthday. Oh congratulations you were born. <laughs> yeah, you were born. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations you were born. Okay, so here's my thing, right? I'm a bit of a cynic and I know for I know that okay, so I don't really have the whole thing about like say Christmas, right? Sometimes people like, oh my God, what will you want for Christmas? Like, I'm a grown ass man. I can get myself anything. Christmas stuff for kids and things like that. So birthdays, it's almost the same thing for me. When you make such a big deal about a birthday in a restaurant, okay? You come in, it's like, oh, it's her birthday. And I look over and this lady's like freaking 69 years old. <laughs> Not 69, we celebrate that. But she's 45 years old, right? Uh, and it's not even uh, a surprise at that point because you could tell me at the beginning or at the, fr at the front desk or, you know, you put in the notes, we know it's your birthday and we're going we're gonna to act accordingly when we get that chit that prints out from the thing and says, okay, birthday, got it. Right. But the person has ears. She's sitting right next to you. She knows, you know, she's had a thousand birthdays. So it's not a surprise what you're in the restaurant around your birthday with your friends. So I find it, I, I take the cynical approach to that celebration. Okay, gotcha. I just, I guess from my perspective, I see it from the lens of where I think about when you have a birthday and an, or an anniversary or a special occasion or get a job, whatever it is like you, mm -hmm. where, where do you go when you have those occasions? And usually it's your favorite restaurant. So, that, so when, when you come in for that occasion, I'm like, you know, you decided to visit us because we're your favorite. So I always thought that that's uh, it just made us feel really special. Obviously, you don't want to be only a special occasion restaurant. Mm -hmm. And and we're not that. I mean, we do a lot of special occasions and it's not just for the free Trey Lachey, you know, <laughs> a.k.a. Trace Leches. But um, but yeah, so we it it's uh, and I think about that myself. I'm like, when it's my birthday and I go out to eat, I go mm -hmm. out to my favorite place. Yeah, every time. Yeah, so it just you know it makes me feel special. So I guess when you said congratulations, you were born. I just saw the 
the cynic. <laughs> yeah, my my the radar went off in my head and was like started beeping and then you know my head was I think for us, I think we probably both agree on it's just the whole the whole gathering, like the whole singing gathering kind of thing. The embarrassment part, not like I don't know if it's called embarrassment, but you know, like that big to do. We have I have no I love when people come for their birthday. I think it's a it's a great time to give them that amazing experience. You know what I mean? But I think what me and him agree on mostly is like, you know, the whole gathering, like, you know, oh, we gotta get a bunch of people to sing and this end of the Yeah, let's have some strangers sing. I think birthdays are special. No singing. Yeah, see so, no so singing. we're all on the same page when it comes to right. that. Yes. I think that's where it, it kind of it chaps our it grinds our gears or whatever you want to call it. But like, yes, we want it to be special and you know we want you to make sure you had that that pivotal moment or that that time that, that what you should that you remember that place that you want to come back every year because you feel special and it should feel that way and we always try to make and i feel like i mean i i know i do i'm sure he does we always try to make people feel that way on their birthday not not that we don't it's not it's not just any day but it's more of all the theatrics on the other end don't need to be a part of it is what i'm saying i think we're, we're, we agree on it's more of an attitude thing like expectations i like to exceed expectations but when you expect me to give you this and give you that and and then oh no everybody everywhere does it a little bit different and i love but I, I whenever i get, get a birthday or no birthday even if you didn't order dessert i mean it's not our policy to give free dessert we probably more give you free champagne and if our owner's there he always gives you like if there's a birthday or anniversary he'll come by with a bottle of champagne and give you a bottle of champagne yeah. It's the brunch champagne, but it's it's good. It's actually decent. It's not terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, all right. It'll That's still put great. you sleep on the table, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. A million of them. You know. Yeah. No, it's actually it's actually decent. Um, but he he'll come by and he'll 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 pour that and you know and he'll leave the bottle. I mean, you can't you're not gonna you can't save it. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I always have a, something with uh, we write on the plate. And I say, hey, everybody deserves a candle blowout on their birthday. But I clap back at the attitude that some people have about you know a birthday. Then you come in and it's like, ah, oh, the world's gonna stop, and oh, we got to come around and sing, and you got to do this, and it's our birthday. What do we get for free and stuff like that? It's like, okay, yeah, the self entitlement horns. Yeah, I mean, know? okay, well, yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, we, you know, if you come in on your birthday or within a couple of days of your birthday, I get it. But if it's October thirtieth, and then you tell me your birthday is <laughs> on the first of October, yeah. I'm like, that shit's over. Yeah, yeah, okay, but. But, you know, so we put everybody's name, like we put happy birthday, happy anniversary, whatever the special occasion is on the actual menu. And then the oh, date. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. Great. And then the date. Yeah. And it's again, it's just one of those things that that doesn't cost any money, but it really like turns heads. Mm-hmm. And it's very subtle because not everybody notices it right away. So they see it and like, holy cow. But anyways, that yeah, makes a, that makes a good impression. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then, you know, that's something else I wanted to talk to you about, too, um, after this. But there's so. But if I have to change the date from October 30th to just October, yeah, <laughs> that's when the birthday celebration ends. Yeah. You're not even, put it this way, from the 1st to the 30th, you're not even in the same sign anymore. Okay? Right. When, if you follow, like, yeah. you know, you're not even in the same sign. So it ain't your birthday. Yeah, you, you're, out, you're out of that whole category. Right. <laughs> your, your birthday has to touch that, that particular week 
end. Either yeah. if you're, you're coming in on uh, you know on Friday, it's got to be that Wednesday before after. You know what I mean? One way or another. After that, it's like, come on now. Right. Yes, it's over. I mean, my birthday is my, is that day. Generally, working on my birthday, mm-hmm. anyways. But you know, it's that day. Everybody says happy birthday, and then it's yeah. over. You know, you answer all your text messages that you get and phone calls. My failing as a server is that. I, I tend to be a little too, I'm an uber practical type of person in, in life. And I, I tend to have a, um, a concentrated flat affect at work sometimes, you know, especially, especially when I'm busy, I focus more and, and then I really don't have the wherewithal to just kind of, you know, uh, you know, cause I, I'm aware that there's a clock that yeah. I have. I have this amount of time for you, and then I need to get to the other thing. And then there's no, I, I love to, you know, uh, shoot the crap with people, but it's a failing if I, if I don't get this thing greeted or this thing on the table and things like that. Absolutely. So my failing as a server is that I really kind of – I can get a, a narrow focused at the expense of – remembering to be at ease and smile with the guests and you know things like that at a particular time yeah for sure yeah that's another question i want to ask you guys do you guys notice that um and we have certain things in place like the uh the special occasion that we write on the menu for mm-hmm. each guest but the first 10 minutes or so when a guest walks through the door you it's really like a breaking down of their defense barrier for all the crappy experiences they've had in the past so oh, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like that's something that that is one of our philosophies is that we try to break down that barrier when they walk in the door through doing all the steps of service that we put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you walk in the door generally like me or somebody else is opening the door for you when you walk in. So immediately you have that smiling face. The restaurant looks cool inside. So you're kind of like, you know, you're kind of like this place is in a plaza. How good is it going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, I was recommended from a friend. Then they walk in they're like, OK, this place is pretty cool holding the door open, smiling face, the hostess, you know, we take great notes on every guest. So if you like a Chardonnay or from Russian river, say, um, we have that in your notes, you go to the table, you hear it. It's a 42 second spiel about the restaurant, who we are. Um, I'm on the same philosophy as you guys about specials, like after two, like everybody glazes over. So generally keep it really simple and short when it comes Mm -hmm, to that. mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and then you start getting the food, and it's kind of like so. People know that something different is happening, and then they notice that there's a special occasion on the menu, you know, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, wow, this is really awesome." So, and all those things now have not cost one cent. Sure, like those are free. Those are just those are that's from somebody that cares. That's from a yeah. whole group of people in the restaurant that care as a team. And when you have that kind of a culture set and it works, it's really powerful. You know, you get up to go to the bathroom, you have eight people that say hello to you on the way to the bathroom and eight people that say hello to you on the way back. And you're, you come back and your, your setting is organized and we don't have tablecloths because, you know, I wanted to make this place like the casual experience. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wear a tie, I wear a jeans and a sport coat and a, I'm like okay. never wearing a tie again ever. Like those are gone. <laughs> Suit pants, gone. See you later. Um, so yeah, so your napkins folded for you and then on your way out the door, you know, five or six people are saying goodbye to you and your server is holding the door open for you on the way out. And that is just a final, like, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Have a great time. You know, glad you came in and see you later. And now, you know, I want them to feel like they've been kicked in the head on the way out. Like, holy shit, this is really something <laughs> different. Exactly. 
Yeah, man. Because the problem is, is like you've had all the experiences. We're in the business. There's, you know, I, I've never had that. I like that. That's that's kind of solid. Yeah, and it's and again, it doesn't cost one cent. It just you have a group of people that care enough. Like if I am, if I'm the one holding the door for your guest, the only thing I'm thinking about after I say goodbye to the guest is where are you? Mm-hmm. And if you're not putting in an order, then you know you see like the shame on the server's face of like I should have been at the door. Okay. Or I look at them and if they have time to run, like they're sprinting to the door. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like that sense of urgency that comes up because that is an important step of what we do seeing them on the way out it's kind of like my philosophy on if you have an issue with a guest that should have been taken care of at the table the last thing you do is shouldn't be an apology on the way out the door because that is not the last thing that you want them to remember as they're leaving the restaurant true so you know it's all these like little details in place that it's not we're not reinventing the wheel but we care enough to do them every day and for the last nine years that's kind of what we've been doing as a restaurant so, and you have that, I don't have to be there. Like, I'm not there. This is the longest vacation I've ever taken. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll be gone for eight days. But I don't worry about it because I have people in place that are doing these things, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm gone. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's just the relentless effort to make sure, you know, you talked about uh, competition and what kind of makes you different. And, you know, to me at this point, maybe pre-COVID, it, it's not it wasn't about competition it was it's about options i mean in atlanta we had 600 restaurants opening a year before this happened mm-hmm. so you know we know that we're good at what we do but even if there's five other restaurants that open within four miles of us our guests even though we know that we're better they're going to go try those restaurants out and even if they come back and say you know what we're so glad we're back you know you guys are awesome and these places suck we still lost you for five visits Mm -hmm. so those five visits hurt so now we got to like expand our you know our zone of where we're going to capture people from so competition yeah i mean it's it's to me it's more about just the options like there's kind of like market share exactly you know right and and to me i've always been under the philosophy that you have to deserve the business like you know south florida is kind of it has been like a desert for restaurants for a long time and i feel like sometimes when you get closer to the water not all the times but sometimes restaurants don't try because they know you're coming they, mm-hmm. they know you're close to the water they know you're gonna have a view of the water and you're a tourist and you know you're gonna have a crab cake with a mango salsa <laughs> and you're gonna have a grouper sandwich with a mango so salsa in san diego yeah yeah, which is crazy, by the way, because I've heard good things about it. And then listening to you talk about it, I'm like, I'm never going there. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I admit that it's it's one man's experience, you know, but it sounded valid like a shit show. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's valid for me to talk about my experience. You know Absolutely. What I mean? I'm not saying that that's what everyone will find, but I have high expectations when I, I want to say, but scratch that. I expected good food, good service, and... I, I went to a lot of places, you know, that's all you do on vacation. You know, you go to a lot of different places. You just, oh, let's try here. Let's, I'm not going to hold up in one spot, you know, grab it's, a couple of drinks and food and then. But on the latter side, he did acknowledge the places that he did, that he had a really good experience as well. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I just didn't know all their names yeah. because that's not really why I took vacation, exactly. you know, to review places. It just seemed like you were misled in a lot of places, which you shouldn't have to lower your expectations. You know, ever and no. just be like, yeah, you know what? It was okay. So yeah. I'll just settle for that now. <laughs> You're still paying the same money, whether yeah. it's okay or great. So that's yeah. the problem. 
Yeah, true. But, you know, the story about the, you order gin, it's on the menu, but they don't have gin. It's like some wine-infused gin. Like, that's just, that's just, that's not good practice. It's yeah, not good practice. That's just dropping you know? the ball. Yeah, so, totally. ex- exactly. Or just not caring, you know, mm-hmm. or misleading somebody because they don't have a full bar. They don't want to pay for a liquor license, but they still want to put that name on the menu true. to get you to buy it, even though it's not what they said it was. Yeah. You know, like, that's like... That small little detail there tells me that, like, the manager or the owner doesn't care about you as the guest, so why should you give them your money? True. You know? So, and that's, that's like a culture thing. Now you have the server with the spiel down to tell you about the gin and why it is. So now it's like, now you have this culture of lying mm-hmm. all from this one cocktail. So when you look at that, you're like, they're lying about the cocktail. What else are they lying mm-hmm. about? True. You know? And then it's just, and then you just don't want to go there. True. You know? So, it's not right. It's uh, it's very poignant that you mentioned uh, the things that that don't cost any extra money that make that big difference in the guest's experience. Um, you know, you guys print up the menu on on the birthday uh, with their name and the birthday, happy birthday, and things like that. Uh, the details when you when you mentioned uh, those experiences, you you talked about breaking down the experiences that people have had at other restaurants. It's it's very, uh, I, I don't think some things is, do you have to talk about, but actually just doing those things breaks those barriers down. Right. So I, I've had people that, you know, last night, I mean, yesterday for brunch, this lady, you know, we, we serve um, crab legs and stuff like that. It's a part of the whole deal. And uh, she was going to order something else. I brought her some hot towels. And then her, she's like, well, I'm not done. And I said, I I know you just had crab and I'm getting you some hot towels, <laughs> you know. Right. And then her husband said, "Oh, she's just used to." She goes, he goes, "Oh, he's she's used to like uh, a Chinese restaurant that has like a, a buffet or something like that, and they're bringing the the fortune cookie and telling her that she's done, you know." Right. <laughs> and so, how big was this woman? You, <laughs> She was like, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention. Not, it, she's not on like, the hummus diet. Yeah, yeah. So. When, when they start yelling at you to leave the all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, <laughs> she didn't really even eat that much. But um, she's but used then, to it. <laughs> used to being told to leave. Yeah, exactly. She's like, "Well, I'm not done." I said, "I never. This is not the end." <laughs> you take all the time. You yeah, need. yeah, crap. You. you I'm just having you wash your hands. And then I made a joke. I said, I don't want the the fork to slip out of your hands. Okay, so. (laughs) Right. Under your mask with your eyes not changing whatsoever. (laughs) In the same straight face. Oh, man. I I was in rare form yesterday. I had a lady that um, she ordered a a lychee martini and she said she wanted it with vodka. And I was like, okay. She's like, and make it strong. Okay. So martini. Stop. Okay. So I, I just walk. Yeah, exactly. Deep breaths. And I bring her the martini. And then she goes, where's the lychee? And I said, it's in there. You know? And she goes, oh, you don't have a, a, a pick so I could uh, dig it out? And I said, uh, actually, you have to earn it. <laughs> God. Said, Once you drink the martini, you get the lychee. And she looked at me and I said, well, you know. It tastes better that way. I said, <laughs> Yeah, soaking I said, longer. You open a box. Yeah. I said, figure you open a box of Cracker Jack. You don't get the prize right away. You got to eat the Cracker Jack first, and then you get the prize. <laughs> God. <laughs> and you got away with it. 
<laughs> no, I I have a baseline with it already, so I, I don't. I'm not that way off the bat, but just having that rapport with your guest, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's it was the same lady that asked me to pour the thing to the brim, you know. So right, you know. Yeah, guests carry luggage just like people carry luggage in life, you know. It's uh, but it's okay because we like setting the expect we like having them have low expectations when they come in, maybe or, yeah. or normal expectations, and then. Our philosophy is exceeding the expectations. You know, yeah. we're we're not a fine dining restaurant. We don't promise to be, but you're gonna you're going to feel like you're in a fine dining restaurant, but it's casual. Yeah. So and I like that because you know, out of the restaurant drift, when you walk in, it's like very grandioso and it's cost three times as much to build it and it looks like a really expensive place. Mm-hmm. So that was always the battle. When you walk in there, you're like, Wow, this is expensive mm-hmm. and it is more expensive because it's seafood mm-hmm. so people's expectations were really high coming in so we always had to it's always meeting those expectations it's easier to exceed it when you come in with kind of like a flat line base of like okay this place looks good but how good is it going to be and then we blow you away yeah you know so and we don't you know we don't do it right a hundred percent of the time but when we don't do it right that's where we excel because we always do the right thing and it's always we don't buy people off with dessert you know, a good example is, uh, and this kind of stuff happens once in a while. It's not really in our restaurant that often, but this uh, guy with his wife brought in his daughter, who was like 15 years old, and all her girlfriends for her birthday. One of the girlfriend's friends uh, had pancakes of a Sunday brunch, and in the batter was the plastic ring from the buttermilk mm-hmm. that we use. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, she cut into it. She didn't put it in her mouth. She didn't bite it. Obviously, it was big. You know, the guy was upset about it. And I like, I pulled him aside from the table and just kind of explaining what was going on. And I'm like, well, thank God she didn't swallow because he was like overly upset about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, what am I going to tell her parents and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, are you going to do anything for the check? I was like, well, what if I do something? It was her. First of all, it was for her. And I already took it off. And we gave you one to go. <laughs> and we gave you one to go. Like, there's no questions about taking something off. You don't yeah. like it. I don't care if the plate is clean. It's like one out of a thousand people that actually try to pull that off. And I'm like, I don't care. Just yeah. take it off the check. Um, but we gave you one to go. Took the other one off. I was like, so if I take something else off the check, is that going to stop her from going to tell her parents that she had a terrible experience at seed? And he's like, good point. I was like, but here's a $50 gift card. I want you to give this to her parents to come back in and bring her in. And then you guys can have a great experience and not have to worry, obviously, about any of this again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was just like it's thinking ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not I don't feel like I'm the only person that could think of something like that. You just have to be in the mindset of what are you going to do and then add one to it. It's always a plus one. Like, what is that extra? That $50 gift card is going to save this family of four because they have another kid at home. That's going to come in, you know, mm-hmm. and when they spend the 50 bucks, they're going to spend more than 50. Absolutely. So, but it's just doing something, you know, and obviously you don't want to have situations happen like that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he was, you know, I love the comments of, you know, who do I call to make sure that this doesn't get swept under the rug? That's one of the things he said to me. I was like, well, you, the guy. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, you're, you're talking to the guy. I was like, first of all, I'm not going to sit there and explain to you at the table with a party of eight, what we're going to do and what we've already done. But now that you're away from the table, I'll explain to you that we've already had a 10-minute uh, conversation with the pastry chef and back. We've sat down with the executive chef. We went through all of the rest of them. We we poured out um, through a china cap all the rest of the batter to make sure that there's nothing else in there. So we've already done 30 minutes of work just on this one incident happening at your table. So that's who we are, and that's what we do. And here's the $50 gift card for her family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then he, at that point, he had no, he couldn't say anything. 
It's like when you have an issue at your table, I I have to know every single thing that's going on before I walk up. Like I, my biggest fear is getting blindsided by anything. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have an answer. So if there's an issue at the table, no matter how small, the servers always know to come tell us. And then I decide at that point whether is it worth me going up? Because usually if a manager walks up, now it's escalated automatically. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to go up or can the server just handle it themselves? So I always come with a game plan. You know, if if I come to the table and already tell you that your your whole dinner tonight's on us, mm-hmm. as I walk up and you're about to tell me like, oh, hey, the, and I say, you know what, dinner's on us. And you're like, oh. Like you don't know what to say because yeah. as a guest, because we already took care of it and that's the goal. Like we don't have to go through the, you know, like calling Xfinity or Comcast and talking to eight people with the same problem, yeah. you know? Like this isn't the, uh, the what are the TSP reports from Office Space? <laughs> TPS reports, TPS yeah. Reports, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I wanna, I walk up, it's over, we took care of it, your dinner's over. And then on top of that, yeah, we're gonna bring out a whole bunch of desserts for the table and you're gonna forget about this, that this ever happened. So, yeah. you know, and that's, it's just having a game plan. And again, it all comes down to the teamwork thing. Everybody's, it's one goal to make sure that the guests are happy. Absolutely. You know, we have a, it's called a core purpose, which is something that we set up for the company. It's, you know, it took us seven years to figure out what it is, but. Wow. Um, a lot of places, you know, like they'll open, then they'll have all their core values and core purpose set, and they'll just get it like from some other company off mm-hmm. the internet and download it. I mean, it took us seven years to figure out what they were, and then they're still changing. But, but anyways, our core purpose is to simply the the purpose of why we're we're in existence is to help people escape from their busy lives. Boom. That's it, and it's super simple. And when like you it. think about it, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, that that's simply it makes it easier to to work on a day-to-day basis because mm-hmm. everything goes back to that like what can we do to to make these people forget about their busy lives when they walk in the door like all the stuff that's happened before they walked in because you don't even you don't know like you know and that it gets into like judging people and how mm-hmm. we don't do that because you have no idea what somebody's been through that day that month that year what they can handle yeah. so when they come in don't add to it you know we don't talk about politics in the dining room we don't talk about COVID-19 in the dining room we don't add to those conversations because we're here to have you forget about all that so that's kind of always been our thing but plus who wants to talk about that stuff in the dining room anyways (laughs) yeah it's uh I don't talk about that stuff at all right it's depressing right right? (laughs) yeah well that too exactly for sure yeah, I like to laugh. Right. I like to keep people happy. I, ha- I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to that laugh for 104 episodes. Man. It's so awesome to be here. And then his, and then yours, and then his, and then you guys go back and forth. Yeah, I worry that we laugh too much, but it's like you know what? You know, we do have fun doing this. You know, oh it's, man, it's, it's happy. Weird. No, I, and I've said this before, um, before we started this, but. You guys do a great job, man. It was really cool on your, uh, I think it was your 100th episode or your, was that your 100th? Yeah, the it was voicemails? 100th, yeah. Yeah, where people were calling in. Um, it was a little ballsy to not listen to the voicemails beforehand and just let them roll. But I thought that was a really <laughs> cool aspect of the show. People calling in from all over the country, congratulating you guys. Um, you really, you do. I mean, you, you, you hit home. I think all the technical stuff that you guys have worked out in the beginning are gone. And now you're like every episode, you can tell you're really improving on the show and you bring content to people that's relatable. And that's like, as far as comedy goes for me, like I listen to comedians and I love comedians that are relatable and Mm -hmm. tell relatable stories. 
So, and there's a gigantic industry of hospitality professionals that, yeah, I mean, they need somewhere to like listen to these stories and they're not the only ones. And, you know, you get it, you can get into some, you know, like some easy topics and then you can get into some heavier topics and what people are going through during COVID-19 and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, you're bringing, you're bringing these feelings to people and it's, uh, I, I think it's really cool to watch your evolution. I appreciate so, it. Thank man. you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, we're not. We always say, you know, we're not perfect. We're not even perfect servers, or 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 even podcasters. But that's the point. You know, we're, we're letting you in on on our evolution, how we think, what we what. This show is us learning constantly. You know, there's always some way to learn. I learn from people all the time. I listen to my coworkers. I I, I love where I work, and I listen. I was like, wow, that's a, I like that phrase. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna use that for myself, or I like what he's doing there. I like that that thing. You know, and we do go above and beyond in a lot of ways. And I have learned to step my game up. I'm one of the youngest. I'm gonna be there almost two years now, and I'm one of the people that has been there you know yeah youngest as far as years in. yeah years yeah yeah i have people that are there for many 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 years yeah and and that's that's you know that makes me feel good that i'm a a part of something you know yeah you know it's different you know i've heard you talk about it and i heard you talk about it just you know how happy you are to be there yeah so yeah it's cool to walk into something that's that might be something better than what you had maybe you know for your personal reasons it's just you know, you left for a reason and you're happy where you are and that's it. That's kind of the evolution. Yeah, and it's just a fit. It's a good fit, but it, th- that's it, an evolution. I, I didn't leave because I was so mad and unhappy and disgruntled. That's not necessarily why everyone leaves something. Sometimes you just feel like it's time because you've, you've done, you know, it's like a car. You, you know, you've, you're, you've experienced this car. You want to get a different one. Right, exactly. You know, and so, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, it's a it's a it's a cool business. I love I, I really do enjoy this business. Um, the people are even the people who used to be in it and then they yeah. contact me. They're like, oh, man, you give me the feels. I, I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember what it's like. This business will suck you back in any chance it can get. Yeah, I, mean, I think once you're out, you can't get back in. <laughs> well, I don't think you should get that. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I However, mean. However, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you, you should. rephrase that one. Yeah. Yeah. Rephrase it. I don't think you should get back in. No, you got. It's kind of like a relationship. You got out the first time for a reason. Don't go back. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So. All the things you forgot are going to still be there. <laughs> yeah. They're still there. <laughs> yeah. I know you remember about those happy times, yeah. but uh, d- that's not the reason why you left. Yeah. Exactly. You could be counting that cash, but you remember, you're not going to get that day off. <laughs> you ain't going to get that Christmas. You're yep. going to be working it. Somebody said something about Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, yeah. That work. <laughs> yeah, we, we close for all major holidays. That's awesome. Yeah, we close that's for really good. even Labor Day and Memorial Day. Yeah. And- all those holidays. We were just tired of working them all those years and we're like, you're not going to have a company that's open on those days. I know we can make a lot of money during mm-hmm. it, but it's not worth it, man. It's, 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 it's worth the, the, the state, like you said, um, the peace of mind of it. And you know, you yeah. do what you do and you love it and you love it for a reason. Yeah. And nobody really wants to be there on those days. Yeah, no. You know, the servers, they don't want to be there. I don't man. mind it. I have, but that's because it fits my personality. I don't really care that much about Christmas unless it's for kids. Yeah, you know. No, and I understand that philosophy too. I just, 
I guess I'm old school. Like I like the day. I guess. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't need gifts, but I like getting people together. Yeah, I mean, you, you get together and you you watch the kids or you watch the joy and the happiness of somebody else opening that gift that you got them or something like that. And it's just the experience of being around people that you like being around with people you love. Yeah, that's why this year is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, I mean, in gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas they're going to change. They're going to get small. Yeah. Or maybe they won't. I don't know, but we'll see. But. Uh, We'll see is right. I don't know what it's going to be like. I think you, like the restaurant industry, if you were open on Thanksgiving, I think this is the time to be open. I think you'll kill it on this day because people aren't going to want to cook for four or five people. They'll just come <laughs> out and be like, I'm "Going to we're going to a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, for real, I I really think so. I We just. It makes perfect sense, actually. I mean, why have all those leftovers? You don't have 10, 15 people going to have, like you said, your, your core family. There your core are group. no small turkeys. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No. Uh, them turkeys are huge. <laughs> so where's your restaurant at in Atlanta? How so, can they get to it? Yeah, we're in Marietta, Georgia. Um, it's uh, kind of a sub-community called East Cobb. Okay. But we're about maybe 30 minutes north of the city. Gotcha. On a kind of heavy traffic day, maybe mm-hmm. more like 20 minutes. Um, it's a great suburb, and uh, all the restaurants are within a quarter of a mile of each awesome. other. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So. so the next time you guys are in the A... Visit. Yes. Seed. Seed. Stem. Stem. Stem wine bar and drift. There it is. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We do this for you each and every week. If you like our show, pass it on to a friend. That's the way that you can uh, help us out at this time. I'm Marlon Joseph, the modern waiter. I'm Dane Davila. Subscribe, 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 people. And we'll see you next time. Select games, respect with my dialect With infinite wordplay in these thoughts that be complex This evidence in street sense, got a sixth sense, not common All I see is dead people, sit those and busted noggins Keep pets bottle like bitches, not in sobbing Now I'm gonna keep up with my shit, that seems to be your biggest problem I solve them, sit and watch it, whack out the finish Watch me and all like niggas at the line of scrimmage, you finish Gun and killed on impact